Good morning again. Uh, my name is Pastor Dave. Uh, today was the conclusion of our series, The Body of Christ, and we're going to have a panel discussion. And this is the first time we've tried to have a panel discussion on this format. And uh, we have several people, several folks from our congregation are going to join us, and we'll introduce them in just a minute. But I just want to kind of give you a, a few a few points on how this is going to work. There'll be several of us that are unmuted, and we'll be shifting back and forth. Hopefully, you'll see other different people appear on the screen as they start sharing. I have some questions that we prepared. Um, highlights from, to get to know them a little bit, highlights from our message, things that are on their heart that they want to share with the congregation. I've given them the questions ahead of time. They've had time to think and pray about this, and we're going to take the next 25 minutes or so and, and share with one another. And I hope that you will enjoy getting to know your, your brothers and sisters in our congregation. So one thing that you're going to see, um, the person on the stage, I'm up on the stage here at the gathering place, and according to the county and state regulations, the people who are on, presenting from the stage, whether they're sharing or they are singing, they don't have to wear the mask while, while we're doing that. So I am probably at least 30 feet away from people. So this is, we, we do have safeguards in place, even though I am not personally wearing the mask. And by the way, just as a reminder, we're going to be making this point several times today. Next week is going to be our first time we're going to be broadcasting the service from the gathering place with the sharing and the worship time um, as well. And we and we will begin. We will begin at what time? Who knows what time that we're going to be start the service? Who can? Who can? Who? Just raise your hand if you think you know, Steve. So right, it's nine thirty a.m. And we're doing that because we have Hope Church is, are now members of uh, Ricky, and they're moving. They're they're going to be meeting in the in the early late morning, early afternoon, and we're moving forward one half hour. Also, you might see these little handy little gadgets here on my wrist. You see these? You see these wristbands? We are going to, in addition to um, the masks that we'll be wearing next week, and the hand sanitizer and the uh, soap and whatnot, and able to wash our hands. We we have these handy dandy little wristbands. And you can, depending on your level of comfort with social distancing, you can select one of these wristbands to wear when you come in. So basically green means, you know, you're comfortable uh, being touched, you know, with appropriate cautions. Yellow means maybe a fist bump, but please keep your distance. And red means please keep your distance and prefer not to touch. So you'll have a choice of wearing these. And we'll talk more about this at the end of the service when we remind folks that we'll be beginning at 930 next Sunday. So with that, I'd like to introduce our panelists, and um, we'll start with um, Jane and Simon. Could you guys please introduce yourselves? Tell us where you grew up and how you came to know the Lord. This is Simon, and this is Jane, my wife. Um, I'll first start by introducing myself, then Jane will pick up from there. Um, I was born in Zambia, and I grew up in Zambia on the Copper Belt of Zambia. It's an place. Um, I came to know the Lord in 1992, um, having grown up in a home where my parents were uh, deacons and later on elders in the church. I grew up in the church and, and I knew all the doctrines and you know the rules and regulations of the church. But later on in my life, when one of my elder sisters uh, grew up and had her own home, I went to live with her. During that time, she she started a, a cell group meeting at her home, and she had a group of pastors who had just graduated from Bible college used to come to lead that cell group. So during those meetings, um, they used to preach a lot of, you know, salvation messages. And there was this one day when one of the guys who were preaching um, started talking about Romans chapter 3 and verse 21. This is the scripture which talks about righteousness, which comes by faith in Jesus Christ and how all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I think that scripture really touched me. Uh, he explained it so well. It made me realize that despite knowing all the rules and all the regulations of, of the church, I needed uh, to have uh, a form of repentance, forgiveness of sin that comes through um, faith in Jesus Christ. And that's the time that I repented of my sins and accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And since then, I've been walking with uh, uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Jane. Yeah, so my name is Jane, and I too grew up in Zambia. So uh, in addition to what Simon has said, I'm one of 11 children. 
So I come from a very large family. Simon is one of nine, and we are parents to Sepo and Muema. So I also grew up in a house where my parents believed Christ. My father was a school teacher by week, and at the weekends he was an evangelist, and he used to have church in our house on Sunday. Uh, my grandfather as well translated the Bible into our language, and he was an evangelist. Now, all this time I thought I too was a Christian. I used to go to church occasionally when I feel like, and when I went to college, I, I actually stopped going to church, but I thought I was a good person. So this one day on campus, a girl behind me asked me, hey, do you wanna study the Bible? And I looked back at her and said, yes, let's study the Bible. So that's how we sat and got to looking at the scriptures. And one of the questions she asked me is, are you a Christian? And I said, yes, I am. And she asked me, when did you become a Christian? When did you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior? And of course, I didn't have an answer for that because I hadn't accepted Christ. And when we looked at the scripture, especially Romans chapter 10, verse 9 to 13, the one that talks about confess Jesus with your mouth. I knew I hadn't done that. So we sat some more and we looked at more scriptures on how to be saved. And I gave my life to Christ. I got baptized and I joined the church she went to. And there I learned how to serve the Lord and how to really study the scriptures intently. Yeah. Guys, thank you for sharing that. Really appreciate that. Um, what, our next panelist is uh, Ben Brady. Ben, can you share with us briefly? Where did you grow up and how did you come to know the Lord? Uh, hello. Sorry, there's some echo. Um, I grew up in Iowa. Um, that's until I moved out here in 2007. Um, and I grew up uh, in a traditional Methodist church. Um, my family and I went to church on Sundays and things. But then uh, I realized that I mean, later on, I realized that we, we didn't really talk like a whole lot about spiritual things. Um, but so I, if you'd asked me before I knew Christ, I would just, if I was a Christian, I would have said yes. I kind of thought it was more about good works and just earning my way. I just need to be such a good person in order to get to heaven. Uh, it wasn't until um, I kind of got involved in like gradually in, through college and then uh, in graduate school, um, I wanted kind of a campus type ministry group. So I, um, looked up what was on campus and went to a first service and, uh, just really, um, people were inviting me to things and we played some games and, um, but then, uh, maybe a month later, somebody shared the bridge diagram with me, which is, if you don't know what that is, it's basically somebody was writing out, like if you have man on one side and God on the other um, and there's like a cliff or like a chasm in between and like just like how, how you get from man to God and like um, there's different ways we can uh, try like good works is one of them but they fall short it's only Jesus and the cross that bridges the gap between that um, there's more to it than that but um, uh, so that like really I didn't get saved right at that moment when somebody shared that with me, but then uh, there's like a retreat, maybe a few weeks after that, that uh, somebody was sharing the gospel message again, just like, I think the person just went through the whole gospel and then asked if people wanted to pray to receive Christ at the end. And I, I did. And uh, so after that, it's, it's been cool just to continue to realize like how, like I can't earn my way. Like I constantly have to, tell myself about that but it's also just been cool um just learning about god and um i'll, I'll get into like some of it like uh will relate to some of the questions here so i'll, I'll share more about that after after this panel thanks ben appreciate that good to hear that story bridge diagrams an awesome way to share the gospel with people um our next our our fourth and fifth panelists are scott and christy funderberg I'd like to welcome you guys to share you know, where you grew up and how you came to know the Lord. 
And just a reminder for the other panelists, put yourself back on mute if when you're not sharing. Hey guys, uh, we're Scott and Christy Funderburk, and uh, thanks for having us. Um, Christy's going to share first. We've, we've, we moved here recently from Texas. Well, it seems like recently, but it's, we're, it's actually been, uh, been on, moving on a, a, a little over a year, almost two years now. And uh, so Christy's going to go first, and then I'll pick up. Hi, I um, grew up in a Christian home with a father who was a, who was a pastor, and um, my mom was my Sunday school teacher. We kind of had a small church at the time, and uh, I grew to understand about Jesus Christ through their their what they told me, but through their examples to me, and also um, through His Word, and um, you know, just the being surrounded by people who loved the Lord and loved me. And, um, and I grew up kind of um, thinking that if I could just be a good Christian girl, um, you know, that would, Jesus would love me even more or, you know, or that was just the right thing to do. So I actually kind of grew up a little bit um, judgmental towards people who um, weren't perfect, which none of us are. <laughs> so, so as I, grew up and through my teen years, I realized God's grace for me um, and personally and, um, and, uh, and because of learning about him and his word and knowing him more on a personal level, um, I have felt much more grace towards others. And, um, and so I, I, I just, I'm so grateful to the way he has um, presented even many miracles in my life and, and, um, and just shown his love for me and um, for the people that I love. So, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, in everybody's story, there's so many, there's so many awesome things. And, and uh, I really believe in the power of testimony and sharing, but I, I'll just real quickly, I accepted Christ in vacation Bible school when I was nine years old. So vacation <laughs> Bible school is so important. It really rocks. And I can remember, I can re, I really remember that week so vividly. And uh, it was a couple months later that I was baptized. And then uh, the wheels started falling off. My, um, my family broke up and my, my dad ended up leaving. And uh, so it was a real struggle. I, I, I wasn't dis, uh, discipled as a kid. Um, I had some, some godly mentor figures in my life, fortunately, um, through Boy Scouts and some other things. And, uh, you know, it wasn't until I was in college that I was, I was about 19, turning 20-ish. And uh, I just really felt like the, the bottom fell out of, with the relationship and my studies weren't going so well as I wanted. And, and so I, 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 at that point, I, I, I recognized my need for... A relationship with Jesus, and uh, I, I, I um, started going to a, a Christian um, campus ministry, and it was at that point that I really began to surrender. And you know, although I had accepted Jesus, um, and I knew I was saved, I wasn't living a Christian life. I wasn't living for Him, and and it's a it's a progress. I mean, it's a it's it's you know it's a progression right so it's of sanctification and growing in him and really yielding to him and and so it was at that point that i that i i really experienced jesus in my life and then it wasn't long after that that I, that i met christy and um so it's been a fun ride we've been married 26 years and uh just continue to to grow in christ all through the, through these years so thanks for the opportunity to share Thank you. It's, uh, it's good to hear people's testimonies. It's good to be reminded. Maybe there's something that was shared this morning and with what these five folks have shared, it strikes a chord in you and say, wow, yeah, that's similar to me. Boy, that's so different than me. I mean, but one of the common threads is, is someone took the time to tell them what the gospel was. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we, it's important for us to talk to one another and tell the gospel from our mouth, other people's ears. God uses us to those. So thank you guys. Thank you for sharing your testimonies. 
So the conversation we're going to have is we're just family here. So we're, we're on Zoom. We're in little windows, right? But we're, it's meant to be sort of informal. And so the conversation can kind of go back and forward. If I move on to a question, but there's something, a point you really want to make, feel free to say, hey, Dave, I wanted to say something about the previous point, and it's perfectly fine. And um, we, if we don't make it through all the questions, that's no problem. Um, but feel free to go back and forth if I miss you or I don't notice that you want to share something in particular. So this summer series has been, our summer series has been varied, included topics on the body of Christ, listening well, you know, um, recognizing and dealing with our shadow, and honoring the Sabbath. It's, a, it's, been, it's been a good variety and very thought-provoking, very heart-provoking messages. I'm just wondering, for any of you on the panel here, have any of these topics particularly resonated with you? Yeah, so um, all the sermons were great, let me say that. Uh, when Dave talked about spiritual gifts, we had a very good discussion with Simon regarding spiritual gifts. But I think the one that resonated to me most was listening. Listening well. And personally, I told you guys already that I'm the last born in a family of 11. So that's a lot of people. And I had to, you really have to be a good listener because everybody around you is constantly talking. My mom as well talks a lot. So I did a lot of listening in my life. And I resolved a lot of conflicts in the process because I was hearing what everybody else was saying. When there's a conflict, I could always come in and say, hey, you said this, she said that, and all of you got it wrong. This is actually what happened. So that's in my personal life. But also in my profession as a physician, uh, I learned a lot by listening to people. When people come and tell me their stories and I'm listening, I do less talking. I figure out what's going on with them just by listening to their story. And that's really awesome. So uh, during this message, uh, we looked at Philippians 2, chapter 3. And that scripture basically talks about uh, consider others better than yourself. And that's what it takes to listen. You have to value what other people are saying to you. And that's just so important for many reasons. Some people are not good speakers. Okay, and I consider myself not a very good speaker. I would rather listen than talk. But you see, when somebody is speaking to you, it's also your responsibility as a good listener to pay attention and ask for clarification where things are not clear. And we see Jesus doing this with the woman at the well. I mean, when he encountered that woman, he knew everything about her. But he still engaged her in a conversation. He asked her questions, and she gave him answers. And they engaged in that back and forth. And that allowed her to develop a trust and a relationship with him, such that she was able to go back to her village and tell everybody what she had heard at the well. And those people from the village came to meet Jesus and that's how the good news was planted in that uh, situation. So also, even us, we can also do that. We need to value what the person in front of us is saying. And whether they are good speakers or not, it's up to us to ask questions, to seek clarification, and to engage so that we can understand. One thing we need to know is everybody has a story to tell, and everybody's story is important. And it's up to us to take time to listen. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Jane. Um, so you shared, you shared that learning to listen well is important to you, especially in your profession. Share with us your profession. I'm a physician by training. So I worked in Zambia as a physician for several years before coming to the USA. So here I work as an epidemiologist. Uh, that just means I research the distribution of disease in populations. And even that requires listening, because for you to understand how a disease is spreading in a community, you need to be able to listen to what people are telling you and what's going on. Yeah. Epidemiology, that's an important field. You do important work. Thank you. <laughs> who, else, who else would like to share? Hey, I'll share real quick. So um, th there were so many uh, really great things that we've talked about this summer. The one that resonated most with me is, uh, is on Sabbath and the need for rest and renewal. And, uh, and just, it's, a, it's really a spiritual discipline 
that is not so easy to do. And most of most um, noble things <laughs> are easy to say, but hard to do, right? And it's like listening. Um, but but the the practice of Sabbath is one that's that I've been thinking about um, and trying to uh, you know develop a rhythm without um, being overly um, legalistic about it. And, and so I, I'm, I'm going through another book with a buddy of mine and also our small group or our, our, our um, life group. And it's, uh, it's about 12 disciplines for um, pursuing God as a man. And one of, those, one of those chapters is on honoring the Sabbath. And so I've been hit two, three times with it in the last, say, six weeks. <laughs> so... Um, sometimes it does take God with a two by four for me to get it. And I'm, I'm starting to get it. And, <laughs> and, uh, so that was really important. And just, just the, the, the reality of, um, you know, that it's, it's God's work. It's not our work. We, we are, we are asked and, and commanded to work. And, uh, but we're also commanded to take that Sabbath. There's a, there's an illustration in that book that I'm reading. It, it talks about, um, a, a study that there that, um, and I'm going to miss, miss up some of the stats here, but um, that a series of, uh, of donkeys doing work in a mine were, were, were able to carry um, basically a quarter of the total productivity when they were worked and forced to work seven days a week. When they're given a day of rest, their productivity increases by quadruple. And uh, so I think that's a strong example of how we need rest, all, all animals, but especially humans, we, we need to rest and to be restored and take time to reflect. So that one, that one was for me particularly important. Um, and then just this morning, I was, this is um, kind of the unity of the body. I was, uh, I was looking and it was interesting on the Bible app, the verse of the day, which I thought was really um, interesting is that so that and this is in first corinthians 12 uh 25 and 26 it says so that there should be no division in the body but that its parts should have equal concern for each other and here's the really the real big thing if one suffers every part suffers with it and if one part is honored every part rejoices with it and so true for us today there's you know, there's time for um, to, to to weep and time to rejoice, and uh, and I think we're strengthened when we're able to to really pause and have a Sabbath, so that we can emotionally uh, be intelligent and 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 we're sensitive to others. We can recognize and and hear from God when we need to rejoice and when we need to suffer with others. Me. Thank you, Scott. That's, that's very good. And it's an important thing. We have to be intentional about our Sabbath too. And thinking we may, it takes some time sometimes to think ahead and how we're going to organize our, our days and weeks and time to make sure we have time for that. So thank you for sharing that. Um, a couple others like to share on what particularly resonated with them before we move on to another question. Sure. Um, I just had a little bit, uh, I resonated kind of with John Toner's message on, uh, asking good questions a couple weeks ago. Uh, just a few things I pulled from, from his message. Um, actually like not, I mean, I liked, um, just the reminder of like how we can ask good questions. Um, and I think that helps a lot when you share the gospel, um, just asking questions instead of like always like trying to think of responses always um, to that. But um, I liked a, a few tidbits I pulled. God wants to value his words above our own thought, wants us to value his words above our own thoughts. And just the whole part where he talked toward the end of the message about obey versus listen, that like the, the listen to listen uh, is the Hebrew for obey, I believe something like that. But, um, and just like, uh, I think just kind of connecting, listening to obeying, uh, just cause I'm like, a, I love listening and things. And, um, but I think that helped like, has helped me connect that. Um, and then I liked, um, just him encouraging us to walk 
not just uh, walking in victory, but walk in surrender to his victory. And I think that's part of like listening where you like reminded of that Christ, like it's Christ's victory, not my own victory. And I think that relates to like how my, my whole dynamic of like good works and trying not to like be um, uh, legalistic or things or like to even, even after I got saved um, to try and like still like earn my salvation, if you will, even afterwards. So this is a good reminder for me on like, no part of that is walking in his victory and not my victory. Thank you. I think I heard you say, Ben, I love listening. I'm not sure I've heard anyone else say that before. And I can, I can, I can definitely see that in you. That's, that's such a good heart to have. Thanks for saying that. Um, you know, maybe, maybe one more person share this and we'll move on to the next question. If you don't get a chance to share, we can definitely go backwards if we need to. Um, I just really enjoyed Tom Evans um, practical message about um, looking at our family trees and um, literally for encouraging people to write them out and look at different family members and, and how we might have, um, how they might have, their lives might have affected us and even genetics and things like that can be, play a, um, a role in that too. And I just, um, I think it's, it was a wonderful thing to just very practical. I love that our church is willing to just, um, instead of just lecture about something, <laughs> I mean, the word is awesome, but applying it to our lives <laughs> is, is a, a real priority here at this church. So I really, really do appreciate that. Yeah. I just want to agree with Chrissy. I, I found that the message by, by Tom exploring the shadows um, to be a very practical message because it was talking about identifying those blind spots in our, in, in our lives, um, which hinder us from doing what we are supposed to be doing. Those blind spots can, can be our weaknesses, that they can be seen, but they really impact our relationship with God, they impact our relationship with uh, the community, they impact our relationship with everyone else. So that message was bringing up a practical way of identifying those spots and asking for God's grace to address those um, blind spots. It was also providing means of working on those weaknesses because some of them, it's not grace, it's something which we can work on with people around you, like the pastors or members of the family or members of, of, of the church. I really enjoyed that, that message. And um, it, it was very practical for me and, and I hope I can use it to, to address some of the weaknesses because in my work with Jesus Christ, I really want to, to get involved. But one of my major weaknesses that I've identified uh, through reviewing that message is I always look at the challenge when I'm faced with a situation, when I want to do something, what I'm going to run into. And that stands into my way of exploring the, um, what God wants me to do. Thank you guys for sharing that. And um, that it's good to have practical things that we can obey from God's word that make a difference in our lives. And it's like the, one of the one of the reasons we gather together on Sundays or throughout the week is so we can share God's word with one another. And God's word impacts us. And when it's accompanied by faith and obedience, it changes our life. And it's good to hear the examples that you guys have shared here this morning. Thank you for. Thank you for saying that. And each one of you, maybe you're out there participating in the service from your home or another location. I hope this has provoked you and brought back to, brought back to your memory things that touched your heart. If there's something that is, um, that's, been, that's been moved you or that God's spoken to you, feel free to share it. When we have a chance to get together at the end of, the, at the end of this time for breakout rooms, share what the Lord has been teaching you and what you've been putting into practice. So we're going, to get, we're going to keep moving along here. I'm going to combine the next couple of questions. Is Basically, the questions are, what needs do you see in our church body and perhaps among your neighbors? So the, the reason I'm asking the question is, like, we have been six months in, um, in the pandemic response and a, a lockdown, and we, don't want to, we, we, we do what we have to to protect ourselves and our family and our neighbors, but we, at some point we, we no longer – are reactive, but we're proactive and we look, what is it we need to do? 
What is it we need to do to meet the needs? How do we love? How do we serve? How do we sacrifice for our church body, our families, and for our neighbors? And I'm just wondering if any of you as panelists could share briefly uh, a need that you see that you've met or a need that you see that's ongoing that's not met that we can work together to meet. And I'll just open the floor for conversation. I can go first. Yeah. Uh, Jen and I have been discussing this and we discussed it like last night. One of the needs that we are seeing for the church and probably the, the community as a whole is uh, the need for salvation. And we, we think um, the second aspect is loneliness. In this period um, that things have slowed down, everyone has been in their homes. For us who have migrated to this country, we've seen how you can go for six months, four months without talking to anyone. Um, we have our neighbors who probably we've never seen. Um, they are indoors all the time. Then you wonder, do they get to interact with, uh, with anyone? Then looking at what's going on, definitely um, there's need for the church to reach out um, and preach uh, salvation. So the biggest need for the church right now to achieve that is we need to equip members of the church to be able to engage um, people within our environment. Because it's not easy in a, an environment where the, the community is so closed, everyone is indoors. So how do you reach out to someone that you do not know? How do you reach out to someone that you meet on the street? So we need equipping the church on how to approach um, people and preach salvation and hope. Yeah, and just to add to what Simon has said, whenever I've tried to reach out to somebody here, they, they've already heard the word, they know Christ. A lot of them may have grown up around Christians. So it's even harder to reach out to people who already know the Bible. How do you minister to them in such a time? Because they still need, some people are not saved. Maybe they had the, the Bible when they were younger or they listened to messages on TV, but still they need Christ. So how do we, what steps, what can we do to reach out to people who are hating and lonely? Good. Thank you for sharing that. Also, good the, answering that question is a good topic for our breakout rooms. Who else like to share needs that you see, needs that we can meet together? Um, so the Bible does talk about it asks us to bear each other's burdens in Galatians, um, and um, it is hard to do that if if we're isolated because of a virus and things like that. But I wanted to um, just address just our own church um, as a whole and how um, I believe everyone in our church wants to have community and wants to bear each other's burdens. We may not know how though, if we don't, um, since we can't see each other every week on Sundays or if, or for those of us who may be staying home, um, even when the church opens or something. So I just, um, brought up that um, a lot of people do tend to, to tend to try to connect through text and through emails. And um, even within our church, a lot of people um, will reach out to someone new and say, hey, do you want to do something or whatever? But normally we um, have gotten to where we don't call each other on the phone anymore. <laughs> and so, but amazingly, AT&T has reported that phone calls have increased immensely in even length, Ooh. not just the amount of phone calls, but the length of phone calls during this virus. So people are connecting in the, in our communities somehow through, or, or through families and on the phone. Um, but in our church, there'd be, it'd be great if we could be encouraged somehow to con connect Anyone who might be willing to do that on the phone, um, I'm, I would be willing to um, encourage our, our, our church to have groups of people that connect with each other on a once a week basis, just 
a person calling um, another person in his or her group once a week. If, if that were to happen with one person, that person would have 52 calls a year. Um, not, not that that, I mean, that you could either make to someone else or someone might be contacting you. So I probably don't have time to go into all the details about how I would think that this could work, but I have some ideas. And <laughs> so Dave knows about those. We'll, we'll see if that's something that might, uh, might work out here in the future, so. So Christy has the gift of hospitality and connecting others. And she also <laughs> has empathy and encouragement and she has discernment. And so she has, she has little antennae that she can, it, she recognizes when people are, you know, their feelings much better than, than I do, certainly, and probably most. Um, and so she's just really has a sense, a strong sense of a need to connect with, that people need to connect and share verbally. And, and it, if we could face to face, but verbally and phone is a, is a real practical way of doing that more so than text or social media or, or, or those sort of things, because those things, you know, sometimes you can't get a sense of emotion and, and texting back and forth, back and forth little bits really is not as efficient as a phone call. And sometimes at least text can lead to misunderstandings or, you know, that sort of thing. So it's really about connection in the community, developing intimacy, caring for each other, bearing our burdens. And, and I think Christy has a, has a great idea that maybe, maybe we should pursue it, uh, you know, uh, in our, in our church, so. um, Christy and Scott, that's a tremendous idea and very practical. And uh, I appreciate your sensitivity to all of us need that connection point, especially those, if there's, if your health is, is, uh, is challenged or threatened and you, and you have to stay home, then that could be a very loving thing to do. So if, if people are interested in talking to uh, us about that, feel free to contact one of the pastors. Christy, can I have them contact you as well? Would that be okay? And so you can contact one of the pastors, you can contact Christy, and we can see, we'll, we'll have a conversation going forward here about what that might look like in terms of us reaching out and encouraging one another. So we're going a little long, which I expected. Uh, this is a rich conversation. I bet you we could probably spend the next couple hours chatting like this if we want, wanted to. Um, Mr. Brady, I'm going to give you, uh, I'll give you the closing comment, and then we will, um, we'll pray, and then we'll, and then we'll have our song worship of the portion of the service. All right. Um, I mean, I, I was probably going to say uh, with needs in the church and needs among neighbors, uh, almost the same thing as uh, everybody else, uh, just community. I just, uh, I was not like that wasn't a need before uh, COVID, but I just feel like uh, it's a lot tougher to get community or, I mean, we, I'm thankful we able to do, we're able to do virtual things and, um, and I don't know what like getting together with community with neighbors and church friends looks like uh, with trying to keep social distance and, and things like that. But I really think um, it, it would be a, like people might be, if you had things like, oh, we're going to keep our social distance, but everybody were just going to like bring a chair and meet on somebody's lawn or something uh, and just like uh, talk. Uh, I think people are more open uh, to talk to people, it seems like uh, I know I've talked to more neighbors through COVID than I have before. Uh, so it just seems like um, any time we can have community is uh, a welcome thing, whether that's with our between church members or uh, even just like as we've been kind of trying to do lately with trying to combine a little bit, uh, like having another family over for to watch the church call or uh, something I, I think um, people are still yearning for community and I think that's we've kind of got touched on it a little bit but but I think that'd be uh, that's something essential going forward uh, as we kind of like open things back up is to um, make sure we get community in thanks Ben that's good so some common themes I'm hearing from our conversation this morning are salvation, God's word, uh, our need for community for one another. And uh, we can be very creative in these times, even though there may be challenges, we can overcome them um, together. So let's go ahead and we'll, we'll pray. And then um, the Thunderbirds will lead us in worship. Father, we are your children and we're here before you. We worship.
We worship right where we're sitting or standing or laying or whatever, God. We worship you. We bow our hearts to you. Uh, we confess that Jesus Christ is the only source of our salvation. It's through his, his blood, uh, his gift of him laying down his life for my sins, for our sins. Praise your name. Thank you for the forgiveness that you offer us through your son, Jesus Christ, Lord. I believe. I pray each one of us would believe and we would commit ourselves to you, not only for um, hope of salvation and hope of eternity and hope of heaven, Lord, but hope of being in your family and being used by you to impact the people around us. You've saved us for a reason. You've given us a mission. You've given us a gift. You put us in your body. You tell us to listen to one another. God, use us. God, use us in big ways and small ways. Maybe you want us to share the gospel with someone with tons of verses this week. Maybe you just want us to be a kind and listening ear for our neighbor that we've never spoken to before. God, give us that insight. Give us that wisdom and help us. Give us the strength to obey, Lord, and see the fruit and see what you are going to do. Lord, praise your name. You are holy. You are righteous. You are good. Thank you for putting me in this family of believers, my brothers and sisters in Christ. We worship you together. In Jesus' name, amen.